podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. What's that time yet again? We've made you wait for episode seven. We've made you wait for good reason. It is the Obi-Wan podcast made possible by Betwinner. Got to say a massive thanks to Betwinner straight off the bat. And John, we've got to start this podcast by thanking our podcast hosts, Podster, because we've asked a lot of them this week. We're in a secret bunker. Secret bunker. (laughs) Taking the studio with us. The team at Podster have done an incredible job accommodating us. They've had to because our special guest, episode seven, I'm beside myself, is who? Is the special one. We're buzzing. We're both I'm buzzing. Sweating. I'm so excited. I mean, I'm literally dripping the sweat. <laughs> that's how nervous I am yep. about the guest that's going to be joining us in a matter of moments. We're crossing live to Rome, to AS Roma, to catch up with a man who you call, is it boss or dad? I'm not quite sure which both. one it is. Boss, dad. I mean, he's the one person. Obviously, he's the guy that brought me to the club. He's the one person that's given me the, my, the, the opportunity to, be who, to become who I am today. So... Uh, special appreciation, special love and affection between both of us. And I think that's why he's picked up the phone to me and yeah. said, you know what? I never do podcasts for anybody, but for you, Jonobi Mikhail, <laughs> I will right. be there. You're not, there. you're not even over-egging that. Literally, Josie does not do podcasts. So the fact that we've got him, we've got him for about an hour. That's what we've promised him because our podcasts tend to go on for a little longer than an hour. <laughs> but he has said, listen, lads, I'll give you an hour. Yeah. And before he joins us, He's not going to hear this, so you can be honest. What made him so special, John? Ah, uh, he's special, special, special in every way. Special in in terms of who he is as a person, as a father. I've seen him, you know, raise his kids, you know, when they were little, and now who they become as a father, as a person, uh, and also as a as a coach, as a manager, somebody who 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 I spent so many time with, uh, uh, you know, in the dressing room every day, in the training ground. You know, I I got to know him really, really well, and for me. He's such, an, he's such a special person. And I, I, I'm so lucky to, to be able to still share this friendship with him. Uh, nah, he's, he will always remain special to me. And he was demanding of you as much as he had faith in your ability. Yeah. Of course he did. Very, very demanding. Very demanding. I mean, if you're not putting him the performances that he wants, if you're not setting the standard that you know he demands of you, he will definitely let you know. Uh, there's no shying away from that. Either he's going to put you out of the team, He's not going to speak to you for a couple of days. Uh, He's going to find a way to make sure he brings out the best in you. And that's what makes him special. And we all bought into that. He's not punishing you because he just wants to do it. He's doing that because he wants you. He knows you can perform better. He knows he can do better. And it's just the way he brings it out in in different players and and different ways. And that's just what makes him special. Was he fun as well, though? Because he's got that little cheeky twinkle. He does. He does. He does have that little bit of cheekiness, but... The only way you see the fun, Jose, win games. <laughs> win games. <laughs> win games. It, right? That's it. Win games. Of course, that's why in this business, when this business is a short-term uh, career, you, you know, you play football for, you know, 15, 20 years on the top level, if you're lucky. Why do you want to spend it not winning games? You have to be successful. You have to win games. You don't want to finish 10, 15 years of your high-level uh, career and be like, oh, what did I win? Nothing. You have to be able to win. And for Jose, winning is the only way because at the end of the, your career, you have to show whatever you won. For us, he pushed us, he pushed us to the limit 
just because he wants us to be successful. Yeah, we've had some great guests on this podcast, you know, from John Terry to Frank Lampard to Victor Osimhen, Florent Malouda, Roberto Di Matteo, Gianfranco Zola. Yeah. I'm being not disrespectful in any way. It's a special one, though. John, for goodness sake, the this box is office. a man in his box office. I'm expecting this no to be No disrespect to anybody else. Of course not. But he is the box office. He, he is the one. I mean, he is the special one. He hasn't done podcasts. I want to know what you've got over him. Because why the heck is he saying yes to you <laughs> and no one else? What secrets do you have of Josie's? I have no idea. <laughs> he probably just likes you. He feels sorry for you, John. That's what it is. He's thinking, you're doing a podcast with some hairy Scotsman. I'm he's gonna my, help you out. He, he's, my, he's my second dad. He just has this this love for me, and, and 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 I think even when we were together, obviously at Chelsea, you know, sometimes when I wasn't playing, when I wasn't playing really well, you know, my communication with him was always private. You know, he never. Sometimes he you know, he came at me very pretty hard, but which I did understand. But sometimes our conversation was mostly private, you know, and I did understand where he's coming from. Obviously, I have to raise my game. I have to perform well in training to show him that I'm ready for the weekend. And that's something he demanded from me. And our relationships since then have, have become so special. And again, once again, uh, you know, I like to say, I mean, for somebody who hasn't done a podcast for anybody, I, I think so, to be able to say, you know what, for you, my son, I'm gonna do it. Uh, I stayed up all last night. I haven't slept a wink in, uh, in preparation for this. So we're prepped and ready to go. Yeah. Josie is just taking uh, to his seat. Beautiful office over Beautiful there. Beautiful office, yeah. Amazing Rome. office. And here we go. This is Mikel B, former Super Eagles and Chelsea midfielder, urging you all to sign up with Betwinner. Betwinner is a platform that offers sports betting, casino, and games. Also, you stand a chance in getting up to 200% bonus on registration. Remember to bet responsibly. Listen, Jose Mourinho, on the OB1 podcast, uh, on behalf of both John and myself, Jose, we cannot thank you enough. Uh, and I guess the first port of call, because to my knowledge... John doesn't have to thank me. Well, I need to thank, <laughs> thank you. Thank you so much, boss. <laughs> I have to. You have, have to thank to. me, not, not him. Yes, <laughs> I need to thank you, because to my knowledge, Jose, you don't do podcasts. So why John OB Mikel? Because he was my first boy to ask me to do it. Because he's my boy. You know, I keep saying this this thing to, to, to everybody. In this moment in Rome, I have boys, my boys, with 18 years old, that they played the first game with, with me, that they grew up with me. They are my boys, and they are 18. But I, I have boys of 40, which are, are still my boys. Exactly. And they are going always to be my boys. So your boy asks you, you do it. Thank well, you, boss. Thank wow, you so much. what a compliment that is. Yeah. You're still his boy, John. I am, I am still his uh, boy. I, like I always say, I said to Luca, I said, I mean, you're always our boy, you, you're, you're always our, our boss. You're like a father to me. Uh, always been like a father to me. The first day I came to the club, I remember you brought me to the club. So for me, I will always be so much uh, in debt to you. And um, I always appreciate everything you did to me and my career as well. Uh, and I know, you have such a soft spots for the African players. I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Josie, uh, I've got to ask uh, because this man to my right tells me he's a better number ten than he is a number four. You think <laughs> differently, Josie? What did you see in this boy for number four? In the in the national team, he can be what he wants, but not. <laughs> For Chelsea, he was your number four. What qualities did he have that you liked in that position? I like everything. And if you go through my 
positional, I used to call it positional midfield players that I had all in my career. There are lots of, of similar things. A part of Makelele that was small, I had them all tall and physically strong with a good occupation of, of the space. But then with um, what I call the simplicity of football, which is fundamental in that position. And people sometimes confuse the creative player with um, with a simple one. I think in some areas, the creative is fine. In some other areas, the simplicity is the genius. The team needs balance and they have to give balance when the team has the ball and doesn't have the ball. They need to have that discipline to be humble in the sense the team is more important than myself. What I give the team is more important than what the team gives to me. And maybe that's why in Nigeria he wants to go and play there in number 10 <laughs> to be the top guy. But with me at Chelsea, he was, uh, it was a fantastic, um, positional midfield player. Very, very quick thinking, one touch, two touch, everything, make it simple. The, the game flowing, um, he was not uh, a guy to win a race of 100 meters, but everything was fast with him. Everything was fast with him, uh, with the ball and understanding the, the position and the game. I, I saw that the first time I saw him because the first time I saw him was, was quite fun because he was, he was even training at Chelsea. And uh, one day I was asking for a, a young player to come because I needed a young player to make my, my train work well. They spoke with me about some Nigerian guy that was hidden in Norway. Um, the first question I asked was, oh, he's 17, is he strong enough physically? They told me, yeah, he is. So let him come. I was expecting some, some normal player. Um, I saw immediately that he was not uh, normal. Of course, uh, Sir Alex also knew that he was not normal. And then was a fight that was not <laughs> normal. But then everything ended in the best way for, for Chelsea, in the best way for him. Because in the end, he, he stayed at Chelsea, I think, more than 10 years now. Yes, yes, 11 years, yeah. He won everything. He won his money. <laughs> and he could play very Nigeria number 10. <laughs> <laughs> what an answer. What an answer. Uh, Jose, he was also a member of that wonderful first Chelsea team. That team that you came into English football and you told the world, I am the special one. And that Chelsea team, I'm not a Chelsea fan, but my goodness, what a team that was. What made that first, your first Chelsea team so special, Jose? Everything together. Uh, first of all, Abramovich money. Because every time we speak about the best teams, we are speaking about money too. And, yeah. you know, now what Man City is, is now what Liverpool is now, uh, Chelsea, Chelsea still is, but they're not as good as we were. Um, <laughs> but in, in, in our time, we had everything the best. We had, we had a good coach. We had good players. And then we could choose, we could choose basically pay players, um, based also on, on character, based also on personality, um, with feelings with, with the coach. Uh, of course, with John, that, that situation, in, in my case, dropping to my hands, but I did nothing 
for that to, to happen. In Dropa case, in Essien's case, I did a lot myself to, to try to have them. And Essien and, and DJ were examples of, of players that were not known at the highest level in, in, in England. There were bigger names, there were people with, with a different status. But in that Chelsea, myself, Peter Canyon, we, we always thought about not just the quality of the players, but also the profile, the mental profile, the social profile. We, we were looking for profile. And that team, what we won and could win much more. And then when I left, they, they kept winning uh, for many years, basically with the same people. And was really a fantastic, a fantastic team, but a fantastic group of, of guys. Wow. Listening to that, John. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's, it's the personality. You talk about it on this podcast a lot. Yeah. The personality of that group that Josie helped put together helped take you guys to where you needed to go. It is. I mean, it is we a winning mentality. We had a lot of fun, eh? <laughs> <laughs> we did have a lot of fun, though. <laughs> it's because, obviously, we won a lot as well. That's why we had a lot of fun. And also, uh, like I always said, it's, it's, I think when I arrived at the club, I didn't have the, 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 the winning mentality, the know-how of winning games. I think... It's, it's what the boss installed in every, every player at that team at that time that, you know, losing is not an option. We have to win, we, we have to win games. And the more we win, the more we celebrated a lot. And, and it just comes with, with, that, with that responsibility of, of us training well and performing well, uh, you know, on Saturday. And that comes with that and also winning games. And once we win, obviously the boss is happy. <laughs> and once we don't win, the boss is not happy. <laughs> Training sessions were matches. Yeah. Training sessions were matches. I, I think nowadays one of the problems that we that we feel is that training sessions players normally now they don't look at the they look at the training session as a training session and yeah. in our time in our time there uh, we look at training sessions as a moment to compete and to yeah. to, to develop our our competition uh, skills I don't know if you remember but many times I was doing the countdown of of of, of our matches I was doing three minutes to go. One minute, two minutes to yeah, go, and yeah, then two minutes yeah. were becoming ten minutes because I was doing two minutes, uh, one minute, and uh, and sixty-five seconds, yeah. one minute. And <laughs> so I was playing with 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 all this because in the end, that people, you know, John Terry, Frank Lombard, uh, the African guys, you know, was <laughs> was tough, was tough even for referees for yeah. referees training that I didn't yeah. want to be. I, I yeah. had to be because these guys, they were not easy guys. <laughs> was that, Josie? And I know this is a difficult question. You've managed some incredible teams. You go through your CV, Josie. You've managed some of the best clubs in world football. Was that Chelsea team, though? Was that the best one for you? I cannot say that because uh, I won so much also with, with other clubs. At Chelsea, I, I, I was not uh, lucky enough to win a Champions League, which we could. Uh, we lost... Champions League semi-finals on penalties. We lost a Champions League semi-finals with uh, a goal that was not a goal. Uh, if goal line technology now, yeah. we would we would be in that final and probably winning the final. So I was never lucky in the sense of of, of winning the Champions League, but was was uh, was one of the top teams. Was one of the teams where uh, I, I I was feeling really. On my natural habitat, we share a lot of, of our, of our principles. Things that I like, they like. Things I, I, I dislike, they dislike. We were very much together. And there was something that I never asked John, but I, I had a, 
a personal feeling, maybe I'm, I'm, I'm wrong, that when I was sacked, the next match was against Man United and John got a red card. For me, it was sad. This is Mikel Obi, former Super Eagles and Chelsea midfielder, urging you all to sign up with Betwinner. Betwinner is a platform that offers sports betting, casino and games. Also, you stand the chance in getting up to 200% bonus on registration. Remember to bet responsibly. Well, it's not to embarrass you here, Josie, and you might already be aware of this. We had Frank Lampard on a previous episode. He admitted he was in tears when he heard the news that you had left the football club first time around. Frank Lampard told us I was in tears. I was losing a father figure, a man that he said, I think he he told us he got in two arguments with you uh, in two and a half years. That's it. (laughs) You loved each other, you and Frank. He was in tears and and Jose's right. Yeah, I think that's what the boss has just said. I think it was emotions as well. Frank was a professional. Yeah. (laughs) And this guy in here, it was not an easy kick. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. The person. I had one side of Frank that maybe doesn't remember which was he, he wanted to keep beating his record of consecutive matches from a, a outfield player. And it was, I don't know, 300 consecutive matches. I don't know how many matches he was, he was playing in a row. And then we go to Man City and I think he was 40 degrees fever. And he still wanted to play to, to keep that record to and continue. to play and play and play. I had an argument with him in the dressing room before the game because you cannot play this, this game. With this guy here, <laughs> it was not easy. Eh? <laughs> Sweet kids, but but not easy. <laughs> not easy. And too handsome for that age, too handsome. <laughs> yeah, he liked the Saturday night out, Josie. Uh, he's no, I don't want to speak about it because now he has wife and kids. I don't want to speak about it. Of course. <laughs> of, of course not. I, I've got to ask you as well. JT told a wonderful story about you that's gone viral, Josie. He, he remembers a time you had brought new players to the football club the second time you were at Chelsea. And him and Gary Cahill were, were feeding the ball into midfield and there were doing, in his words, they were doing pretty shit. And you said, you two can F off. I'm going to sign Raphael Varane. I'm going to replace you boys. And JT said, him and Gary never trained like, you know, the next hour, they're the best they've ever trained. The mind games, you're the master of them, Josie. How bad, how bad were JT and Gary that transition? John is a Bible of histories. He knows everything. He remembers everything. Much more than, than I do, he remembers everything you know so many years that i have so many stories to tell and i tell to my guys now that one of the things that i feel now is that if i am exactly the same i was with that dressing room my guys now they wouldn't play because at that time i remember off times where i destroy everything Yeah, I've told them that, boss. <laughs> even, the massage, even the massage table sometimes no. <laughs> in, in the air. And I know that these animals, they go to the second half and they kill everybody. Of course, yeah. In this moment, you, have to, you, you can only do that with a certain type of personality. Because yeah. with other guys, if you go the same way, in the second half, they don't want the ball. Yeah, You know, they hide behind each other. They don't want the ball. So you can only do that when you have that profile of that profile of players. And in that team, the guys with more experience, they had that profile. And then the kids that were coming, they were always going to grow up 
and the, and the death profile. So, you know, I was not a very nice guy at uh, <laughs> the time. Uh, and to be honest, at Stamford Bridge, every match that we arrive at off time, not winning by two goals difference, I would be mad. You know, if we, if we go to the off time, winning 1-0, winning 2-1, I would be mad. was like almost demanding a tough time has to be a two-goal difference. The game must yeah. be... You have to kill the game, yeah. Yeah. And we had that. We had that. Uh, we had that team. So we 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 enjoyed a lot. We remember, uh, of course, lots of these of these moments. The only bad thing is that I I I keep young, and these guys they're getting old. <laughs> <laughs> so they have to stop playing. You know him, Frank, John, uh, Galas, all these guys. They they stop playing because they get old. And I don't get old. No. <laughs> you still look young, boss. <laughs> You've got to say that. It's the boss, for yeah. God's sake. Uh, Jose, I mean, so many questions. But one question that I've always wanted to ask you, I've interviewed Brendan Rogers numerous times. He's a great guy, Brendan. John, you told us the story on a previous podcast. Yeah. That week leading into Liverpool-Chelsea 2014, you've never seen the boss, Jose Mourinho, that amped yeah. up. We yeah. all know what happens. Steven Gerrard slipped, Demba Ba scores, the rest is history. Why, Josie? And I remember you, Josie, the rain's falling at Anfield. You're at the Chelsea fans, you're beating your chest. Celebration, yeah. It was almost as if Chelsea had won the league that day. Why? Why was that win for you so bloody important? Nothing to do with Brendan. Uh, Brendan was, uh, was a young guy that... Um, not myself, of course, because I didn't know it, but the structure brought, brought um, Brandon to work in youth football. And like I always do still today, I try to help these guys. I bring them to, to sessions with me uh, when it's a national team period where the majority of the players, they go away. I let him work with me on the pitch. So what I did with Brandon, I did with lots of other guys. We always had a great relation. We play against each other, uh, even last season, and we 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 love each other. You know, in 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 many fun moments, we used to call uh, Brendan the special two, and uh, you know, we have, we have he loved good, it. We have a very good relation. What happened yeah. then was that we were in the Champions League semi-finals. We drew zero zero in Madrid against Atletico Madrid. And we play at home the second leg. For us, the game means nothing because we we are going to finish or second or third. Uh, we couldn't reach the, the title in that in that season. The fight was Liverpool needs to win that match to be champion. Champions. And I wanted to play the game on Friday night or Saturday. Because for, for us, for Chelsea, for England, the game was a second leg Champions League final where Chelsea drew in Madrid 0-0. Yeah. They didn't do that for us. Yeah. yeah. The, 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 the Premier League didn't do it. We were yeah. complaining. We were crying. We were begging. Then they were saying it's because of audience, it's because of, uh, of Sky, it's because I don't know what. We were saying, but we, we want the Champions League final. For us, the Champions League final... Is, is, is the thing. I cannot go to Liverpool and play in Liverpool with the under 18s. 
is is, is you are not even allowed. Would be, wouldn't be fair even to Man City that if you go there and we go with the second team. So we wanted to do the things in the right way. We wanted to play on a Friday night. We wanted to play maximum on a Saturday, 12 o'clock. They didn't give that. So when we go there, I go there to destroy their party. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we went there like we were playing for the title, yeah. which we weren't. And we put everything to try to to try to win. Of course, I, I, I gave a little bit of rest to one of two guys. I played a young Kalas. Kalas yeah, Kalas, yeah, Kalas, yeah. And he made a fantastic game on uh, on Luis Suarez. But we were going in the bus and the guys outside, they were selling shirts and flags with Liverpool champion. Yeah. You cannot do that with Chelsea. Yeah. You, know, you have to keep the, you have to keep, you know, the, the marketing and, and the merchandising, you have to keep them in a, in, in a box. So we go there and we go to destroy, to destroy their, um, their title, which, which we did. We did a fantastic, uh, we did a fantastic match there. Of course, TVG, which was the last one that deserved that to, 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 to yeah. happen at that. And that's life. That is part of football. But in reality, we played so so well, and um, and we won. And to be honest, I even felt sorry for for Brendan because I, I I'm always supporting my uh, my friends. But um, in match day, friends they stay at home. No, absolutely. And that's because of the standards that you set. And, and one of the things, you know, it's been a real privilege for me, Josie, to listen to John, to JT and Frank. They talk about the culture at Chelsea, the culture that you helped implement and cultivate. And, and JT was really hard on himself on the episode. Yep. It came to the conversation about Mo Salah and Kevin De Bruyne, two players I know you get asked a lot about. And JT said, Chris, John, in all honesty, I have a lot of regrets. I was maybe too hard on them because of the Chelsea standards. They maybe needed a softer approach. When you hear those two players and you go on and look at what they've achieved, Josie, do you look back and think, maybe I could have done this, maybe I could have done that? Or for you, was it all about setting that standards? And if you didn't reach those standards, you're not good enough for me. bit of both. But to be honest, uh, they left because they wanted to leave. They left because they didn't want to wait. Yeah, you know, the, 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 their history proves that their option was was good because they did the career that they did. They reach a high standards, but sometimes kids they they do decisions like that because they cannot wait. They do decisions like that because they don't have the patience to be calm and to wait for the right for the right moment. And sometimes their career goes in the wrong direction for them went in the wrong direction when yeah. people tells me um you let salah go i say exactly the opposite i bought salah yeah <laughs> I, I was the one that i was the one that told buy that guy he was going from basel to liverpool and i made a fight i made a war to make him come to chelsea then yes then comes the part where to be a Chelsea player, you need to perform or you have to wait. You have to wait. He didn't want to wait. He wanted to go on loan. And then Chelsea, at a certain point, decided to sell, to sell. He went to Fiorentina, then Roma, and then Chelsea decided to sell. And that was not me deciding to sell. I, I was saying, let him go on loan if he feels that he needs to play every minute of every game. With Kevin, 
was very similar. We went to we went to to, to pre-season on um, on um, Asia. We went to Indonesia. We went to Thailand and there. And Kevin should go on loan to a, a German club. And I told the club, no, I don't want him on loan. I want him with me. He stay with me, and he starts the the Premier League playing on the starting eleven. Yeah. After that game, we played the European Super Cup in Prague against Bayern. And he didn't play that game. The next day, he wants to leave. <laughs> you know, and then we went to, we played the second game of the season at Old Trafford against, um, against Manchester. We drew, I think, 0-0 at, at Old Trafford. He was on the bench. Uh, Kevin, he, he played some, some minutes and was not enough for him. Uh, so he wanted to leave, want to leave, want to leave, want to leave. You know, when you are at Chelsea, you want to leave, you want to leave, go, another one comes. Yeah. But uh, there were just kids that couldn't wait. And their career says that they were right. You know, they, they, they had a fantastic career and still have. But was not, was not, was not me. Probably other guys, I, I pushed them, I pushed them out, but, but not them. And you yeah. stayed, John. You, I stayed. You stayed. Yeah, I did. You, you I, were patient. I, I think talking about that as well. I remember as well, boss. If you remember Lasana Diara as well, is one other yes. player. Uh, and I remember one time when he also wanted to leave, you know, and he had that meeting with. I'm you. sorry to interrupt. Lasana, I had him at Chelsea, and I had him in Real Madrid. Real Madrid, yeah. <laughs> you see this one? You see this one? <laughs> All this side of white is Lasana Diara. <laughs> All of them, you know. This two <laughs> is you and John Shitu. <laughs> but all this side, all this side is Lasana and his agent. Oh. Boss, I remember the meeting he had with you before he left Chelsea in your office. I mean, you had to get Rui and Silvino to come physically, drag him out of your office. I remember that meeting. <laughs> Lasana agent was like this. If he starts the game, he plays 90 minutes and he plays well, the next day, he wants a new contract with more money. <laughs> if he doesn't play, and if he goes on the bench, the next Monday, he wants a meeting because Lasana wants to leave. <laughs> and then I get him in Real Madrid. Fantastic player. Fantastic, Fantastic player. player, yeah. Fantastic yeah, just, player. Uh, and, and he could have been at Arsenal, Real Madrid. He actually had a great career, Lozana Diara, didn't he? He played everywhere. Paris Saint-Germain, Arsenal, Real Madrid, Chelsea. Plays everywhere. Yeah. Uh, amazing yeah. to think of that. If Lozana Diara gave you grey hairs, Josie, which manager had you pulling your hair out? Because I think of your great battles with Fergie, with Arsene Wenger, Rafa Benitez, Pep Guardiola. What's the rivalry that you enjoyed the most? I love them all. Sooner or later, you have a great relation with them. Always. Mm, yeah. You know, even with Rafa, that sometimes I went over the wall and sometimes he always answered in over the wall or provocated too much. We met when he was at Newcastle, I was at, at Man United, we, we spoke in the end, in the end the good thing is that you don't have, you don't have any, any bad feelings. Then everything goes with, everything goes with the time. Uh, I think rivalries is what makes you even become, become better. 
and mm-hmm. and maybe become even a better person because in the end you have to process all this information you have to process yeah. anything that that happened and is really good is really good um good fun i think the only thing that arsen cannot forget is that on his match number 1000 which is a match to remember and to and to celebrate uh, Chelsea six Arsenal zero. <laughs> <laughs> well, well remembered, Jose. Well remembered. You know, of all of all the jobs, uh, you know, of all the jobs you've had, and, and John and I were talking about this. You know, is there is there a decision? Is there a, a, a departure for one club that still sticks in the throat, as we would say in the UK? Is there one that still? hurts you to this day at a certain exit from a football club? Oh, every time you leave, you don't feel great. Uh, I used to say that a coach that is never sacked is not a coach. Yeah. You know, yep. but at the same time, when when you leave by your option is one feeling, when you leave by club option is another is another thing. At, at Chelsea, for me, the case was, I still ask why. Um, because what we did, uh, even if you have a moment where uh, the things are not clicking and you are not having good results for a certain period, I always thought that um, why? Uh, because normally there is one. There are different reasons when the results are not good. One of the reasons is when the relation, the empathy, the feeling between the coach and the dressing room is not good. That is the thing where the club cannot sack 20 guys. They have to sack one. But when the things are not fitting, you have to break it. And breaks always for the weakest side. That didn't happen with me uh, at Chelsea at all. So I was having that bad feeling. But at the same time, the maturity to feel, okay, life goes life goes on and, uh, and we move. But the most ridiculous one was a club that... Uh, has an empty, an empty trophy room. Trophy room. Sex <laughs> uh, me two days before a final. That was the one that, come on, Tottenham yeah. never won. Uh, won 50 years ago, I don't remember when. And yeah. uh, I am two days before a, before a final and uh, I couldn't do the final. So it's the one that, is the one that doesn't, doesn't smell well. Yeah, yeah. You win that final. You had a plan for City on yeah. that Sunday. I had a plan, but sometimes it it doesn't it doesn't work. But the reality is that every time we were going to Wembley with Chelsea, yeah. We won. yeah, I went there with Man United three times. I won twice, so the record was really good. Is is a stadium, is an atmosphere that I I dominate well because when you go to these big matches, you need to have a you you need you need you need to feel comfortable. Uh, you cannot go to these matches feeling that uh, the stadium is too big or is too full or whatever it is. You need yeah, to go yeah. to these matches. I had the experience to try to help the team, but the final was against Man City. Would, I would be an idiot by saying now I was going to win the final. But a few weeks before that, we won against them uh, yeah. 2-0 at, at, uh, at our stadium. So the feeling was, was positive, but this is what it is. I am now in in Roma after that and um, different profile of of club, different profile of ambitions, but I'm enjoying as much as I 
as I can and this a lot. I'm enjoying a lot. I, I love it here. Uh, I blew John's socks off earlier today when I told him the stat. He wasn't aware of this. Your home record between 2002 and 2011, yeah. nine years, Jose Mourinho did not lose a home league match. I knew about Chelsea, but I didn't know Bloody it was nine years. Hell. Yeah, wow. Wow. Uh, incredible, Joe. They knew it. Yeah, yeah. They knew it. I was telling a lot of times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I cannot say uh, the, the 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 real word, but I was saying all the time, "Don't f me, don't f <laughs> me," because, because this record is is very important. Don't f me. <laughs> and there is one guy at Inter, um, Cambiaso, that uh, in the other day was giving an interview. And he was saying exactly the same. We we knew it. He, he, he didn't let us forget. He didn't let us forget. He was always saying to us, "Come on, don't fuck me, yeah. <laughs> don't spoil the record." <laughs> John can say it. You can't, Josie. John can't. I mean, that record. What the heck do you put that down to? How the heck do you go nine years without losing a a home football match? I don't know. Um, you know, I know, first of all, he's played responsibilities and we were the best teams. You know, the record was Porto, Chelsea, uh, Porto, Chelsea, Inter, Inter, and two years of Real Madrid. Uh, best teams, best players, home matches, uh, but then you create a certain atmosphere and something that I always managed to create in, in every club, a part of Tottenham, but Tottenham was COVID, COVID time, empty matches. I never yeah, had the chance yeah. to say to Tottenham fans hello and goodbye, you know, yeah. with empty matches. But I, I managed to create a good feeling with um, with the crowd, with the fans. They, they they feel that the team is there for them. And then they also play. They also play for us. And I still remember that was was a cup match, was a cup match, but was Chelsea-Tottenham in the FA Cup match that was 0-3 at half time. We were losing 3-0 at Stamford Bridge at half time. We drew 3-3. And then we go to, to Tottenham Stadium. We won. We go to the final. And we won the final. So 0-3 mm -hmm. at half time. We go to 3-3 at, at Chelsea Tottenham. The stadium was playing with us. You know, the Stamford Bridge was playing with us. The goal, Matthew Harding goal had some, some magic there also for, uh, for us. We were losing against Arsenal. SCN scored a goal from 35 meters. In the top corner, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. One, you know, yeah. We, yeah. we did lots of magic uh, there, and I think it's not the coach, it's not the players, it's not the fans, it's, it's everybody. You talk about not maybe having that je ne sais quoi, if I can use that expression at Tottenham. Did you have that at, at Manchester United, Josie? I was actually at the stadium that night. It's Latan's debut, Paul Pogba's debut, a 2-0 win over Southampton. I was there that night on my 30th birthday and I felt something special was in the air that night and, and you went on to win the League Cup, you won the Europa League. Is United at a period of your career where... You you have regrets when you look back on that. I know you've said that finishing second, the second season was one of your greatest. I don't have regrets because I gave everything and I did the maximum that I could do. I love the club. I love the fans. the The club history is something that you have only to to respect and appreciate. And I gave everything I could give. The second position is still the best after Sir Alex's generation. 
the European Cup is still the, the biggest achievement in the in the past 10 years or so. Um, I did my best and because that's not in my nature to to go back and to speak about I like to speak about the good things of the past. Yeah, I, I feel comfortable. It's not because of me. It's because in this moment doesn't mean much. But yeah. there are still in that club people, and when I say people, I say some players, but also some other people that are not players. They are still there. When I told after two months with these people, you are never going to do it. And, and, and they are still there. And then they still have now one, one CEO that is an amazing person that I would love to have on my time, but I didn't have on, on my time, which is Richard Arnold that probably is not, is now leaving. Yeah. I had him as a general a commercial director, not as a CEO. I would love to have him on my side, on my time there, but the club was, was, was not easy. So I don't have regrets because I gave, I gave everything. And I think the Man United fans, they know that I gave everything. They know how much I love the club. They know how much I, I appreciate. I went there once with Sky and I was in, in a, in a sky box. I was in a sky yeah. box doing my yeah. comments. And the whole stadium turned to, uh, to me, uh, applauding and, 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 and singing for me. You know, if that happens when I go to Inter, or if that happens when I go to Madrid or Porto or Chelsea, you say, okay, this is because everything we want. But yeah. when you go to Man United, a club with that history, and they do that for a coach, that the only thing they did was an Europa League, a cup and a charity shield in the second position, you, you, you arrive into the conclusion that they know that I gave everything that I could. I gave everything. So I, I don't have. I don't have regrets. You started this interview by talking about football changing, that what you demanded of John and JT and Frank, you simply cannot demand that today. Yeah. At United, Josie. When that, I was at yeah. United, I changed a player at half time. I made the, I made a change at half time. His agent was accusing me of bullying. No. Yeah. Of bullying. With my teacher at Stamford Bridge, with my teacher at Stamford Bridge, he was on the bench. Yeah. I put minute 45. I took yeah. him off minute 70. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's education, that's coaching, that's uh, uh, doing anything to, to win. So in this moment, win, the, yeah. Yeah, the world, yeah, you, yeah. You know, and I had to change. I remember these times and I laugh about these times, but it's different times. Even to be a dad, you have to be a different dad. Yeah. You know, yeah. then your dad was to you, you know, that, yes. that, that, there is no chance. There is no yes. chance to change, and you have to change according to to the world. So football is a little bit a consequence of uh, of that. But I was telling really bad things to these guys. <laughs> <laughs> what, what kind of thing was Jose threatening you with? John? Uh, <laughs> so many. <laughs> I think is I think is the massage table and and all the drinks on the table that he you know that flies off. You know, on this, uh, you know, on the ceiling and all the drinks everywhere. The problem with the table is an unknown story with the table, because <laughs> one day I kick it wrong, and I did it with my with my shin. <laughs> so I was in big pain. I, I wanted to, you know, I wanted to cry, but these guys were looking at me. 
So I had to do oh. I, I broke my my sheet almost, man. <laughs> well, what's this story I heard as well of telling Michael Balak not to move to Portugal? You were not oh, allowing yeah. Michael Balak to move to Portugal. Yeah, yeah. That was the game against Watford. You remember that, boss? At Watford. Yeah. We were losing. And you told him, don't come to, don't come to my place to buy, uh, buy a house, huh? Stay in Germany. Don't come to my area to buy a house. And yeah, he was, uh, no, he didn't take that really well. But yeah. So good. And, so then, and then we went on the second half and we won the game 2-1. Yeah, because I remember Josie, and again, my memory can be can be foggy at times. You were ruthless. If if something wasn't going right, you would think nothing of making a couple of changes at halftime. And I don't really remember the Fergies, the Wengers doing that. You came into English football and you said, if I don't see what I want in the first 45 minutes, I'm not afraid to make changes. That was revolutionary for me. Because the bench is full of, of quality. Yeah. Because the bench is full of quality. I, yeah. I, I always say this, the, the better players you have, the better coach you, you are. There is, no, there is no doubt. You can demand more. You can make more changes. You can be more tactical. Um, you know, the quality of the players and the number of good players you have. A few days ago, I had a conversation with one of my, of my guys. Um, where the guy was asking what he could do to play more. I was telling the guy, you, you cannot do anything. You are doing everything right. In training, you are amazing. On matches, you are on the bench on my side. I, I, I feel, I smell that you are with the team. When I put you in, you come, you do your job. The only problem is that if we want to be a better team, I need to have better guys on the bench but yeah. you cannot yeah. do anything better to 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 play more and that's the reality of things yeah you need players you need good bench and you need people that even frustrated because everybody is frustrated when they don't play all the time you have people to understand that the most important thing is that in the end of the season you reach a collective objective in that time was easier in this time, the players, they have bigger entourage, they have bigger interest, they have people, you know, uh, speaking on, on their ear all the time. And the players, they become more selfish than, than before. Uh, before, yeah, yeah. we have a, a better team, a better team spirit than, than it is now. So, so now the challenges are, are different than, uh, than before. You talk about the strength of personality and having good people, Josie. You know, I, I asked this question, in terms of the best signing that you've made in your career, and I know you've signed so many wonderful players, but perhaps a player that maybe just maybe surprised you a little bit and you can look back on and say, that boy was, was worth every single penny that we spent on him. I refuse is, is the kind of answer that I refuse to, to answer because I would be so unfair. It's like when sometimes, and sometimes I'm not even happy because sometimes it comes in, in some, in some apps, in some Instagrams. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. The best team and people think that I am choosing my best team. Yeah. Something that I always refuse to do it. I say that every player that gave me everything that gave me the blood, the sweat, the soul, every player that gave me everything is one of my 
favorite players, and I refuse. When people say, oh, your best striker, my best striker, Rogba, Cristiano, Ibrahimovic, yeah. what, what, what do you want me to do? I, I, I cannot do it. Yeah, I yeah. Not do it. Uh, yeah. Peter Jack, uh, Courtois, Casil, uh, oh, yes. what, you know, I, I, I just can't. It's yeah. not fair for them. It's impossible for me. It's not fair for them. You know, goodbyes, you can go to the direction of a quality price. And sometimes you get a cheap player that gives you so much. Is this a better buy than another one? I, I don't know. I, you know, I just cannot do it. Every one of them, more talent, less talent, score more goals, played more matches. You know, I, it's just impossible to. Yeah. I think it's an easy question to answer, isn't it? It's John Obi Mikel. Obi Mikel. <laughs> Did very well for me. Did very well Give me, give me a lot of pleasure. It's not just your case. Your case is, is, is now what we are speaking about. But yeah. give me a lot, of, a lot of pleasure, a situation similar to your situation. You know, I, if I'm not wrong, your first Champions League match was Levski Sofia. Yes, wow. yes. Wow. Yes. Uh, yes. And you were a kid that were coming from, from the... Yeah, the yeah, yeah, yeah. You played yeah. Champions League match. You won the Champions League. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You won the Champions League. You yes, played, yes. I don't know how many matches you played, but maybe you played 50, 60, 70 Champions League matches. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, yeah. Come, you come to, to, to Chelsea with uh, five pounds in the pocket, John Chito had the rest. <laughs> <laughs> and now you are a guy... How old? 38, 39? <laughs> About 37, <soon. laughs> Uh, You know, stable, a man, a proper guy. You know. Thank you, thank you, you boss. Like your kids, I have other guys. I had a kid in Real Madrid, Nacho, that yeah. played with me his first match, uh, 18 against Valencia. He's the captain of Real Madrid. Wow, wow. You know, uh, Varane played with me the first match. He, he won everything. World champion, uh, yeah, European yeah, champion. Yeah, yeah. These guys, you you get connected always and in a different in a different uh, perspective. I I used to say that son, I have only one, the one that is in London and I love more than anyone. Of course, with the sister. Yeah. <laughs> you are all my you are all my boys, and you are right. Thanks, I have thanks, I did Africa this summer. With, you did? With, yeah, I went with the family. I was in the middle of the desert in, in Namibia. Wow. Really? The guys are me. And they still speak <laughs> about all my African players. And <laughs> that one, that one, and that one. I cannot go to Africa. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got to say, Joseph, you, you look well. You look well in Rome. And I say this, I think AS Roma suits you. I think you're building something special there. You're happy in Rome. I'm happy, but I am in the end of my of my contract. So when you are in the end of your uh, of your contract, you know becomes uh, a club decision, becomes your decision. You have to sit and talk about, or not to sit and don't talk about. But but you know, I focus on on today. I focus on on give um, everything I have and to enjoy the most I can. And I have. A very very nice club uh, with lots of nice people with with 
a group of players that are not the best players in the world, but they are very, very good uh, guys and good players. The fans are absolutely amazing. The city, astonishing. It's, it's, yeah, beautiful. Yeah. yeah. It's absolutely incredible. So, yes, I'm... I'm very happy. I'm very happy here. Uh, and last one from me, Josie. This is actually from a good friend of mine. He wanted to know the Josie Mourinho that beat Martin O'Neill and Celtic in 2003 in that UEFA Cup versus the Josie Mourinho of 2023, Europa League final, 20 years between those two finals. How have you changed? How do you look at yourself in the mirror uh, and, and see the new Josie Mourinho, if you will? Are you still the special one? The screws are still a bit loose sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am the same. I am the same. I I enjoy the same. Uh, I love to win the same. I hate to lose the same. But of course, experience brings you into a different perspective. Everything becomes kind of deja vu for you. You connect things. Oh, this happens with me uh, before. Everything looks like deja vu. But the feeling of working with, with young guys, the, the feeling of working with new John, John Obis, uh, in, in Roma in three years, 15, 15 wow. debuts from kids. Wow. 15 debuts. Wow. 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 That's a lot. This makes me, you know, is an extra, is an extra feeling. And wow. the team is a good team. We have our, our ambitions, of course, there are clubs with more potential than, than we have. But, you know, now we are fourth and fourth year means a lot. It means possible qualification for, for Champions yeah, League. We yeah, well. yeah. We have wow. lots of, of good players. We have good kids uh, coming. We fight. We fight and we, we enjoy. And especially when you enjoy to be together, not just to work together, but to be yeah. together. Yeah. Because you are in the right in the right place, and I, I enjoy here every day. Well, Josie, I'm going to embarrass uh, John now because JT says that you still make him nervous. He still gets nervous. <laughs> John Obi was shitting himself for this interview. He is sweating I'm buckets. Sweating. <laughs> He's been pacing up and down. He was shitting himself ahead of this interview. JT said it. <laughs> JT said it. You said it. Josie Mourinho's an absolute gentleman. He's a pussy cat. You think? <laughs> <laughs> Wait until you're in that team where he is. <laughs> a, few, a, a couple of years ago when I was at Tottenham, John was assistant in Aston Villa. Yeah. He was assistant in Aston Villa. Of course, we walked together to the bench, but then John was going up to have a, a better tactical communication yeah, yeah, yeah. with his boss. When he was going, I told, hey, don't look too much. <laughs> And, he, and he, he probably shat himself in that moment as well. Listen, Jose, it's been, you know, for me, it's been a treat. Yeah. John knows you well. He is your boss. You know, he, you are his boss. You will yeah. always be his boss. Yeah. For me, it's been a real treat today. I know we've kept you longer than we promised. Yeah, we can only ask one more question. Yes. Who do you think is going to win the Premier League today, boss? This season? If oh, I put you in the spot. You've stumped him. <laughs> I would say Man City 51 and uh, Liverpool 49. Ooh. No Arsenal? Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, you, you can't bring yourself to say it, can no, you? No, the rivalry is still there. <laughs> it is not a rivalry. It is, 
is in the right moment. Yeah, they always they always capitulate. Rivalry apart because I can do it. I would like them to win. I would like a third. Of course, Chelsea is not going to win it. It's out of question, yeah. so I can speak yeah. about Chelsea. Of course, Man United is not going to win it. I don't speak about Man United too. So it's going to be these three. And out of these three, I would, I would be happy for Arsenal to, um, to do it. I would, I would be really happy to break a little bit that thing. But I yeah. think it's 51-49. And I say 51-49 because um, when the accumulation of matches are, are coming, Man City has to teams. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Uh, a soft spot for Newcastle United. Of course, you worked under Sir Bobby Robson, his t his side. Eddie Howe's done a great job there, hasn't he? Amazing job. And I am very happy that I was not Newcastle manager in the Paris match. <laughs> yeah, you would have you would have been fined and you would have probably been banned. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it, it wasn't a penalty. I mean, if you're if you're giving penalties for that. I don't comment decisions. Ten matches banned. <laughs> Thank well, you so much, Vas. You're never banned from this show, Josie. It's been incredible. Truly, it's been a real honor to have you on the podcast. And as I said to John, the fact that you said yes to John yes. shows the great love and deep respect that you two have. For one another. Thank you. Despite so the much. fact you were shitting yeah. yourself, John. Thank you so much, Mas. And I apologize if JT, if Frank Lampard, if Joe Cole, if Paulo Ferreira start asking you on podcasts. If you want to do it, if one day you want to do it, a Zoom with all these guys, I'm there. <laughs> we'll do Ooh, it. Perfect. We'll get perfect. It organized. Thanks. I'm there. Thank you so much, boss. This is Mikel Obi, former Super Eagles and Chelsea midfielder, urging you all to sign up with Betwinner. Betwinner is a platform that offers sports betting, casino and games. Also, you stand a chance in getting up to 200% bonus on registration. Remember to bet responsibly. You've been brilliant over this podcast, giving us an insight into the different managers that you've played under. Have you ever, more than Jose Mourinho, felt bigger in a tunnel? You know what I mean? You know, working under Josie, when you would come out of that dressing room, you'd feel 15 feet tall. No, you do. I mean, as a player, you do, you do feel 15 feet tall. I mean, that, 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 the, the team talk that, you know, he gives us, you know, in the dressing room before we walk on the pitch, you know, is something, the motivation that he gives you, uh, that feeling even before you walk on the pitch is something special. You know, you don't get it from so many managers. He's that one manager that gives you that, you know, you feel like, you know, you want to go on the pitch, you want to kill the game. You want to make sure you go in there and win the game. Uh, for us, that gives us that belief, that, that arrogance, that meanness that we want to go in there, you know, and kill whoever is in front of us and win the game. Obi One podcast made possible by Bet Winner. Bet Winner. Thanks. Yeah. Next episode Cheers. upcoming, all to be revealed in due course. Tara for now. Sports Social Podcast Network.